Hello, everyone, and welcome to First Impression Sports Talk. I am the host, Jasmine Pollock. We're going to get into a lot of things today, so let's get started. Welcome to Jasmine Pollock's First Impression Sports Talk, the fastest-growing sports talk show in the country. And now, here's your host, Jasmine Pollock. Welcome back to Jazz's First Impression Sports Talk. And to kick the day off, we're going to talk about those Cincinnati Bengals. So yesterday, the Cincinnati Bengals traveled to Tampa Bay to face those Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers were looking to bounce back from that 35-7 loss against the 49ers last week. And the Bengals were coming off a win. Now, there was a lot of speculation where we going to was the Bucs going to win this game in the first place. And obviously, they did not. However, they started the game really good. Brady played very well like Brady plays all the time. But this year has not been his year. They were up 17-3 to at half, and then the Bengals go on a 31-0 to run in the second half and end up beating the Bucks towards the end. So let's bring in Jeremiah. Jeremiah, let's talk about the Bengals. Now, these Bengals are hot. They're clicking at the same time the way they did last year. So what is your take on the Bengals? They do play the Bills next week. So the biggest question, can the Bengals bring that same energy with the Bills? Well, when it comes to them versus the Bills, I think – Though that two ma- the two matchups right there is going to equal who is the strongest team, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Because you got to think when it comes to the playoffs, you're gonna either team that that will get the number one spot can be in cold weather, and that's just the significance of it. And for Cincinnati and Buffalo going against each other, I think it's going to be such a great game. The Cincinnati Bengals, they are creeping up, especially at a perfect time, just like you said. With Burrow hitting at at a a good max right now, everything clicking at the same time, plus their line is holding up a little bit more to where Burrow, he doesn't always have to just come out of the pocket and run all the time, but he's using his assets to where he has it. Now, for right. the Buffalo Bills, you know, I do worry about them going down the line when it comes to not having a certain run game. That does worry me at certain times because you're going to need that when it comes to playoff time. Because I know you have Josh Allen. He can do great things. He is a, he's, a, he's a great quarterback. But the times that, you know, you're shut down at that department, who are you going to rely on at the end of right. the day? So you need those road Josh Allen's games. legs. Right. And I think that when it comes to this game, it's going to show – who is, is you know, just ahead of the other team? Because the Cincinnati Bengals, they had a struggles at the beginning of the season, but they're right with their need to be, especially going against these good teams, just beating the Bucks, and then, you know, just beating the Chiefs the week before that. They are ready in their focus. And another thing, too, with that, the Bengals' defense is the best in the AFC. They have the best defense in the AFC. They don't they, – um, they're very stout against the run. They're very stout against um, the pass because let's talk about this. Last week, they played the Titans. Derrick Henry leads the league in rushing as he's the leading rusher right now. They held him to 53 yards, the Bengals defense, and they haven't allowed a long pass, and I believe since week three, if I'm not mistaken. So this defense is starting to crank up, and that was the biggest problem last year for them is, okay, their defense made some good um, plays last year, but now they're becoming more consistent. Like you said, their O-line is playing very well than what they did last year. And of course, they're getting healthier. You have you still have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins on the outside. 
Joe Burrow's still back there. Mixon yes. is back there. P. Ryan's back there in the running in the backfield. They have a good team to work with. Now let's read some of the numbers that Joe Burrow had yesterday against the Buccaneers. Four touchdowns, 200 yards passing, 27 of 39, but he had one interception, and that was due to a tip ball. You know how that works. Yeah, that's going to getting it. Right. When I look at this Bengals team, they could be very much so in the top for home field advantage. They can be. And um, they did look. They didn't they beat the Chiefs? Yes, they beat the Chiefs. And they beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs. Look, they looked shaky last game. Right. And if they can beat the Bills at home, the Bengals will get the number one seed. That's very, that's very plausible. And when I look at Buffalo, Tua had an exceptional game against them Saturday. And we're going to get into that game later on in the show. But that was a phenomenal game between the Bills and the um, yes. Dolphins. It's always good. But when I look at the Bengals, the Bengals are a tad bit, just a tad bit better defensively than the Dolphins right now. Yes. And I feel mm -hmm. they're going to give Josh Allen some problems. In order to stop a high-flying offense like the Bengals, you have to know how to run the ball very effectively. And that's something the Bills lack. But, Jeremiah, to you, when we look at um, – the the bit the bit the bit the Bengals. <laughs> we look at the Bengals. What do you see any weakness in them? Do you see them? Um, can they be like that that number one threat in the AFC? Are they the best team in the AFC? When we look at the Chiefs, we look at the Dolphins, we look at the Bills, we look at the Chargers. My sleeper team they're starting to get hot. When we look at all these AFC teams that's starting to crank up. Are the Bengals the best AFC team right now? They're the most complete. I think when it comes to the Bengals, they have the potential to be the best team in the um in the NFL. The only reason I would just say they're only their small weaknesses is just having those slow starts. I do worry mm -hmm. about them because I know a lot of times they try to come back so much, so many times, especially in these games. You've seen it happen when they was just playing against the Bucks. They was down 17 to 0. It took a great combat for them to, you know, just do that whole third quarter and that fourth quarter, like outscoring the, the Bucks by just and just shredding their defense. But yes. when it gets to playoff times, you cannot risk those type of things. Though those things are very I think, crucial. I believe that's where the Bengals thrive. Because even last year, no one expected them to go to the Super Bowl. No one expected that. So you I have mean, a good point there. Yeah. you could. This might be the team they might play better from coming from behind. Now that's not always good heading into the playoffs, like you said. I agree with that one hundred percent because you're gonna have teams that can, right? Ravens team to beat when they are healthy. I can agree with that. I agree um, with that. The the um the Ravens are still in the conversation. No no doubt about that. You know, they just you gotta have hold to get on. Back healthy, but when I look at the when I look at the Bengals, I feel like they do strive or thrive in that environment of coming behind and being that underdog. They, they thrive in that. Even last year when they went all the way to the Super Bowl that no one expected them to go to. So the Bengals are getting hot and not to mention they've been there before. They have the taste when yes. it's like winning, going to that Super Bowl and having that experience. Now, okay, we, have, we can have a team to go beat. And here's the thing, the AFC is wide open. Every team in the AFC has question marks. But if the Bengals continue to play like this and their defense is getting better, they're, they're causing turnovers the way they did against the, the Bucks yesterday, four straight turnovers, and they could protect Joe Burrow, they could be the best team in the AFC currently I right totally now. totally agree. Yes. So let's get into the next segment, which is the World Cup. Now, we all know the World Cup only happens every four years, so it's always a pleasure of having it and watching it. 
the Argentinians win. Lionel Messi finally gets his World Cup. Now, is this now? I saw a post yesterday saying, is Lionel Messi the best male athlete of all time? Jeremiah, what do you think about that? Of all time, athlete. I mean, from LeBron, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I mean, everywhere. Deion Sanders. Best athlete. I think he can be on the list, but call yes. him the best in the world. I would not say so because every sport is very different and yeah. each worth ethic is on a different level than others. I can't say when it comes to a Michael Jordan, of course he won those six championships and everything else, but his, his body shape and everything else is just different from how it is for a football player rather than what it is for a soccer player to go out there and score many goals and just play on that field. And you looking at the world cup right here, you have these guys, you know, your body has to be very set for them. People don't understand how your body has to be so set to play on that big open field and you're playing for a long period of time right. and getting the ball inside of goal is just a certain technique. And yeah. to me, that is one of, one of the most hardest sports to even play oh, because man. you're just doing it straight with your feet. And it's just all about technique at the end of the day. And not Messi, to mention having the endurance, like especially yes. playing. Well, let's get it. It's actually football. It's not soccer. <laughs> <Football>. <laughs> so um, let's call it that. I don't want to get canceled for that, but when we look at football, we look at the World Cup, those guys are going back and forth running, literally running. I mean, it's like you have to have the endurance. You have to have that muscle strength. Oh, Pelé is the best ever. Messi lags and doesn't play hard and, and opportunists. Not saying he isn't good. Well, that's interesting because there's a lot of conversation. I even read, you know, a lot of people, some think Ronaldo's the best. I think some when think it comes Ronaldo's to the Messi, best. though. I, I mean... I mean, when it comes to Messi, he is, I believe for him, he's a time management person. He's okay. not the type to play the hard, the hardest throughout the whole game, but he turns it on when it's the right time. Yeah. I don't think he, he kind of has that. He kind of has that what the, the certain thing that LeBron does, like when he kind of be assisted gotcha. and then mm -hmm. goes into like his own thing, especially when it gets to the crunch time. But for right. other players, like maybe like with Ronaldo and stuff, like it's just high energy throughout the throughout the game like he, he doesn't have like a, a stop like he's just boom boom mm -hmm. boom boom going which is messy he's more thinking of like a longer landscape and then kind of maneuvering. Mike says Ronaldo's the best <laughs> hey well I mean I just what what I enjoy about these conversations is you can pick and choose now there is a young line up and coming and his name is Kylian Mbappe who is for France that kid is 23 years old oh LeBron, does he play soccer? He is a boxer. <laughs> We're going to talk about LeBron another time. But another player that we need to watch out for that could be in this conversation very soon is Kylian Mbappe. That kid is oh. only 23 years old. He leads France to their back-to-back -back World Cup appearance. They won the first time, but this time the Argentinians get the best of them. But what do we have to say for Mbappe? 23 years of age already in that conversation already has the stats and accomplishments what do you have to say about him you can't like when it comes to Ubape, like he came in clutch for france to just even give oh, them man. a chance he like scored he scored twice in two minutes twice and two minutes, two minutes. in soccer come on y'all you have him scoring then you had the penalty kicks like he came in there and he he stepped to line and he was just very clutch now the other 
times with his other teammates, you know, you're going to have yeah. that, that. But when it came to him, he was just relaxed on that line. And you could just see he's just ready for that moment. And you know that this new school, he's going to be around for a while. Oh, you know, getting his around. first, this is nothing to him right now. Just this loss and everything else, of course, is big for Messi. He's been doing this for a long time, and he's finally got himself one. But right. for for the other one, you know, he has so many years to get at, at least twice as much more and just experience off of this. I'm going to be definitely be paying attention to him. He He's a really exciting player. I love his energy. He has ice water in his veins. I mean... For oh, him, man. his his team being down 2-0 in the biggest game, one of the biggest games in the world, Make and for you to come out like that with two goals solely, you in two minutes and put your team back there, that that was exceptional. Now I get the the other um his other playmakers, his other teammates, they have to make better decisions with that. I understand that, but yeah. it was exceptional what he did. So yes. shout out to Mbappe. I'm gonna be watching him for a, a yes. while now, um, but. When we look at football, I'm really excited for um, – now, the USA, we got to get it together. I mean, we're not even <laughs> touching these other teams at all. It's just – I don't know what these other teams are doing. We need to recruit. This, I don't know what our team is doing. I don't know. I mean, it's just um, – it's very questionable what's going on in the USA when it comes to soccer. So, we'll definitely see. We have to go root for somebody elsewhere because every and time just, the USA is in it, it's you, always bad. You know that they're – in the next, was it four years? The next one, the world, next World Cup is going to be here in America. Woo! Hopefully, be- we are there. We will be there. Remy, me, you, everyone, we're going to be there. And yes, Mbappe <laughs> is from Cameroon. So that's really exciting. He's only 23 years old, you guys. 23, and he's already had his second World Cup appearance. That's insane. Insane. At 23 years old. Very so good. that wraps up this segment. When we come back, we're not going to talk about those Buccaneers and what's going to happen with their future. And then we're going to get into some more NFL talk. So we're going to be back with a short break. Renting is everything. It's style at your doorstep. Off the runway and into your closet. It's every trend you've been dying to try. And every designer you've yet to discover. It's wearing it your way every time and making it count everywhere you go. It's never worrying about what to wear because something new is always coming your way. That's why renting is everything. New styles, top designers, all for a flat monthly fee. Start your subscription at renttherunway.com. Slow roasted over hickory fire and pulled by hand. This is the way pit pork has always been done. Pulled pork lovers, rejoice. The smoky old days are back at the Smoke Shack. From the creative team that brought you the Browning Project and Dead by Morning comes a new thriller that will change the way you look at white-collar crime forever. Falling from the sky. You're watching Jasmine Pollock's First Impression Sports Talk. 
Be sure to join Jasmine every week for great conversation on the NBA, NFL, and a wide variety of sports topics. To see past episodes of First Impression Sports Talk, go to YouTube and search First Impressions Sports Talk. You can connect with Jasmine on LinkedIn by searching Jasmine Pollock. And now, back to more First Impressions Sports Talk. Welcome back to Jasmine's First Impressions Sports Talk. And the voices you just heard were from Kelly Johnson and Dion Hunter. If you like voiceover work done for your projects, you can go to leontomasgroup.com and get in contact with Leon to get voiceover work done. If you'd like to be a guest on my show and see past episodes of my show, you go to my website at jasmineonsports.com. So let's get into the next half. We're going to talk about those Buccaneers. <laughs> now, my dad's a Buccaneers fan. I'm going to talk about it. We're going to have this conversation. It's very painful. <laughs> um, but for him, not for me, but for him. So when we look at the Buccaneers as a whole, they're six and eight. <laughs> six and eight. This is the first time, Jeremiah, in Tom Brady's career that he's lost eight games in a season. Okay. When we look at the Bucks, the, there was speculation heading into the from this from the offseason that Brady would retire. You know, who's gonna be the head coach? And then Todd Bowles becomes the head coach because Bruce Arians decided to take a position in the front office. Byron Leftrich is still the offensive coordinator, and Todd Bowles is still the defensive coordinator while being the head coach. But Jeremiah, what is the future gonna look like in Tampa Bay? Because there's so many questions. Now they can still make the playoffs, guys, surprisingly, because the NFC South is that bad. Like every so the Bucks is leading the divisions. Their their record is six and eight. Then it's the Panthers, five and nine. Then it's the Falcons, five and nine, Saints, five and nine. So the whole division is bad. But the Bucks can still win that division and get into the playoffs. But Jeremiah, what does the future look like for the Bucks? Will Brady retire? What's going to happen? Well, when it comes to the Bucks, I think that this team is going to get broken up after this season. Mm. It's 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 so hard to just see them try to be like, okay, let's run this back or let's get some new players. I think when it comes to this season, Tom Brady is all the way checked out. He is on his last year already. And I know Tom Brady, he's, he's looking towards the future right now. He's trying to think, okay, should I get to one more place and then try to retire, do what I can do and get out of there? Because San Francisco, the door is like about to open for him like once he finishes out this season. You know? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Because th those things could happen. But I don't see him, of course, retiring after this season because to me – Brady, he just doesn't end on a bad note. He He's not trying to end on a bad note for him. But think about this. Uh, another thing, when we look at the 49ers now, when Brady was in talks of leaving the Patriots in the first place a couple years ago, we were wondering, is the is the 49ers an option? Because he is from San Francisco. He grew up a 49ers fan because he's a huge um, Joe Montana fan. That's his inspiration. But when we look at the 49ers, the 49ers didn't want him. They didn't want him. So, I mean, yeah. they have, look, the 49ers, do they feel like, hey, we can win without him. We can make our own legacy. We don't want Brady here. Now, it would be very huge for him to go back home. You know, if you notice, every GOAT, every great we've seen, like whether it's from Jordan to LeBron to, you know, different guys, even Brady, they went back home. 
they went back home to where they play, where where it all started for them, whether it's close to home or there. Look at what LeBron did. He started out with Cleveland. You know, he's born and raised in Cleveland. He's a uh, he's a Cleveland guy. He went to Miami for a couple of years, won a couple of championships, went back and won a championship, and then went to L.A. Well, we see Brady do that same route. Same thing with Jordan. Jordan played with the Bulls, went to Washington. You know, are we are we going to see that from Brady? But the 49ers seem like they're not interested. Yeah, because, I mean, they're rolling right now. So, the only thing, I just don't see Brady coming back next year for the Buccaneers. That, that's the only thing I can't see. The question see. is, where would he go? That's And that is my point just right then and there. Because what place suits Brady already to where they already have the weapons and um, all the other shine? Because the, the door for Miami, that already closed. The yeah. thing for the for the 49ers, they're, they're thriving right now, but they have this rookie quarterback. I mean, you can't really know what you're expecting until – the playoff time and see if they maybe need another quarterback or did they find the one for the future for them? And what for about Tom Ten- Brady, we could think about Tennessee. I mean, if we look at Tennessee, they have weapons. You have Derrick Henry, you have receivers, young receivers out there. You got a good old line. You have a good, you have a solid defense, but it's just quarterback. And that was one of the destinations. Of the, I remember vividly one of the destinations was the Tennessee Titans before. So it was, 49ers, Tennessee, or the Bucks. Now I didn't even I didn't even consider the Bucks at first. I was like, man, he should go to the 49ers. That's where he's yeah. from. But he ended up going to Tampa. And I was like, dang, that was and guess what happened? I mean, could you could you see him going to a big market also like the Saints as well? Saints. Does he want to go to the Saints though? Because the him and the Saints have bad blood anyway. <laughs> so I mean if if I'm him, I'm not going to the Saints because we you, his record against the Saints in his career is not good. I'm not going to that place. Ugh, I don't nothing to do with the Saints. You know that I mean? is so true. Is Todd and that's the next question? Is Todd Bowles in trouble? Yes, he is. I think so too because dude, dude, this whole season they have been losing leads after leads, and he's just getting out coached each and every game. He is a defensive coach, but you can mm-hmm. tell. This season, he was not ready to get no head coaching job. No, and he, re- I mean, um, the head coach for the Bucks stepped down last season and went to the yeah, front Bruce office. Arians, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. And right now, you know, the organization right now it just seems very shaky. Not to mention everything that's going on with the defense. Brady is frustrated oh each and God. every game, and you could just tell he is checked out all the way. So it's like for next season, you can go in the draft, but you're going to need certain veterans and a certain big because you got uh Mike uh Mike Adam I mean Mike Evans and also other assets but it's just not going to be fitting in that one year you know of that Super Bowl that's just it yeah and another thing too another issue I feel when we look let's start with the Bucks offense okay you you have Tom Brady they're last in the league in rushing that's problem number one when you have an older quarterback and you can't run the ball effectively. Brady's not used to that. Even when look at when Brady was in New England, Brady had a bunch of running backs that was able to pass, catch, run out. He could pass yes. the ball different. Like you had, um, he doesn't have Gronk anymore. Him, guys like that that can run run the ball, pass, catch, mm-hmm. different things like that. Then they don't the bucks don't have a legitimate solid consistent tight end the way they had the way brady had gronk for years they don't have that person in the middle when we look at the outside now chris godwin mike evans russell gage guys like that are phenomenal and scotty scotty miller 
but they don't have a a true deep threat. You could say Scotty Miller, but Scotty Miller is small. Scotty Miller, you there's a lot of guys that just jam him up at the line now. He might catch a pass here and there, but it's about the consistency. He's not as big. And I'll say this. Now, I'm not advocating for Antonio Brown, but when they had Antonio Brown, they had somebody that can you can move around in different places. You can put Antonio Brown in the slot. He does damage. You can put him on the outside. He does damage. They don't have that true wide-out receiver that can go down the field and give you those deep routes and give you short routes and do things like that the way you see the Dolphins have or where you see the, the Chiefs have and the Bengals. They don't have that. And I feel like that's a problem because a lot of teams now, Mike Evans is good, Godwin's good, but that deep threat, they don't have that. And I feel like Brady is missing that. So everybody's just, oh, well, we don't trust their run game. So we're just gonna we're just gonna sit back. That's what they're gonna do. So they don't have anybody that's that middle threat. They don't have a deep, they don't have anything. They don't have, have a rushing attack. So nope. what is the Bucks? What are the Bucks, the Bucks good at this year? What what are they good at defensively? Oh my injuries, blown coverages, blown coverages. It's the same people. And no, I don't. And Jeremiah Todd Bowles wasn't ready to, for a head coaching job. I I would have rather them have left Witch as the head coach and kept Todd Bowles as the defensive coordinator. Because if we look at it, Todd Bowles used to be the coach for the Jets. That didn't end up well. Work out. But that goes to the same conversation with black coaches. Like, um, it's unfortunate because I want to see our black coaches win. I want to see us get opportunities. But it's just, I feel like for Todd Bowles, I don't see enough, like, when, when I see a coach, right, I don't see a coach like talking to his guys enough. I see him just, he just stands there. He's not he's like, just, even my dad, my dad gets so irritated. He's like, look, the guy just got ran past or this just happened. I don't see you. Show like, some emotions, you know, show right. some emotions and no you're emotion. sitting there and just going like, by the system. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what are we, where is your mind at? What are we doing? You know, and Todd Bowles, defense, a defensive court, the defensive coordinator, he's awesome. Like if he stays at that defensive coordinator position, I think he'll do he'll he'll do great. But when we look at head coach, that means you're overseeing everything. That means you're you're calling, okay, yes, let's do this, or no, we're not doing that. And it's just it's a bad situation. So the Bucks are in a in a bind right now because you don't know what they're gonna do. We don't even know where Brady's going. We don't we don't know what Brady's gonna do. It's all it all falls on Brady because the question is. When is it when is it gonna be that time for him to retire? When is Brady gonna say, Okay, this is enough, I'm done, I'm out of here? But knowing Brady for you know, seeing him play for the past 10, 15, 20 years, the man does not like to lose. The man loves football, like I mean, loves football. Um, he studies the game every single day, every single year, every offseason, he's there focusing on the game. It's going to be hard for me to believe that he is going to retire, unfortunately, because I don't want to I don't want to end my career like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially on this and, note. But this is what this is what I told my dad. If I was Brady after we won that after they won that Super Bowl in Tampa, you should have retired then. There's you can't say anything after that. That would have been like, OK, I'm only here for one year. Exactly. I would. That's what I would have did. Like, but I listen. also think because of that plan of not getting to Miami, how that really uh, unfolded that's true. That and is messed true. up to where he had to stay stationary this year. Yep. 
because yep. he already knew it was going to be a change in that coaching staff. And we already said it last year. They are not going to be able to pay everybody. And look now, they lost Lo a lot and of behold, people. Right. And a lot but of different We'll pieces. definitely see what's going to happen with the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. There's just a lot of questions going into the offseason. There's going to be a lot of questions about just how the season's going to end. We don't, we don't know. So let's get into the final topic, which is just recapping all of yeah, before we go, I agree. Why was it left wish promoted? Right. He's a much better coach. And I agree. I was assuming they were going to appoint left wish that head coaching job, not top bulls. But I think because top bulls, you know what? I just I don't know. I would have rather left wish. He's the offensive minded guy anyway. But and that's that's neither here nor there. But let's get into the recap. So there was a lot of craziness that happened on Saturday and yesterday. Sunday, so yeah. let's bring up those slides. Let's start with Saturday's games first. <laughs> so, oh, no, no, no. Wrong one. Uh, this one. Um, yeah. So we're going to start with the Vikings. This game right here. This game was insane. Now, audience, I want you to listen to me. This game, Remy knows about this. Jeremiah, you know about this. You literally watched this game at Milan's house. The Colts were up 36-0 to in the third quarter. How is the score like this? I mean, I just don't understand. It was so bad that this is the biggest deficit comeback in NFL in history. 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 How did the Colts, 36-0 in the third quarter, let the Vikings come back and beat them in overtime? That is, to me, unacceptable. Um, you can say Somebody's so much about the fired. players. Somebody yes. needs to be fired. You can say so much about the players, but Saturday, this one is on you as well. Yes. This yes. should not have happened from the jump. What you should have done throughout that game, once you are up 36 to 0. I remember when Miami was playing the Texans, they was up the same amount of, of times. All you have to do is keep running clock, run the ball. Yep. Run the ball. And do what she was doing that last quarter. Don't right. try to get cute. Do not try to do trick plays because you're up. For the Colts, you guys have not been on the winning side this year. So don't be trying to get too cute. You're just trying to beat your opponent. You're trying to win these games. Not about the stats at the end of the day. Because Agreed. nobody expected you guys to be that up. And with you guys losing a game, you guys are proving them right. And that's just embarrassing on their part and especially and Matt Ryan. before we go to the next slide just a quick pointer to everyone the quarterback for the Colts is Matt Ryan <laughs> the last time this happened was in the Super Bowl when they were up 28 to 3 against the Patriots and they came back so Matt Ryan this is this is a little questionable man because this is two times on your watch you have a big lead and you let the team come back but let's go to the next slide so this is going to be the um I believe the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. And I know Mike and he's a Baltimore Baltimore fan. This I was annoyed with this game. I thought this game was very ugly. Um, you could tell by the score. It was a very low scoring game. Not not much offense going on and different things like that. A lot of a lot of poor play calling. But man, I wanted Baltimore to win this game. I wanted Baltimore to win this game. Go ahead, Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, because when it came to this game, I just felt, um, of course, the Baltimore, their defense wasn't as bad today because they did as much as they can to hold right. off when it came to um, the Browns defense. Because you know about the Browns running game. It, it is a lethal. They go down your throat with Hunt and also 
the rest of their team. And with Watson coming back, they, you know, they executed in, in a great He's way, especially in too. that game. Mm-hmm. And for and for the uh, the Baltimore, they are missing Lamar. They, they are. are missing Lamar like crazy because they're missing his legs, but but also when it comes to just his um his presence. When they have this new quarterback, they're like, okay, he can run, but he's not no Lamar Jackson. You get what I'm saying? Lamar right. brings a certain presence when he's on that field to make him make everybody change up their game plan. Agreed. And Baltimore still has a chance to make the playoffs. I believe they will make the playoffs. I think they're in a good spot, even though they just got to win out. Um, I hope Lamar comes back healthy. And we need Lam- we need Lamar. Yes. It's good. He's one of the good young quarterbacks in the league. We need him. We all want to see him out there and playing. Now to the final Saturday game, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Now, this game was a good game, as you can see. I think this is the better game out of the three games. Yes. Um, obviously, this was the primetime game. Um, the The Dolphins already beat the Bills earlier this season in Miami. And when I look at this game, I think the, the Dolphins are one defense away from being a top team. Miami's offense is ridiculous. Tua, Tua's numbers against the Bills have been crazy this year. Shout out to Tua. Uh, but the Bills, no, no. Jeremiah, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because <laughs> when it when it came to this game, I was just thinking when we won against the, the Bills earlier that season and came down to that one possession as well, we won by two points. They won yep. by three points. And you can't tell me this team cannot meet with each other in the playoffs going in the future. And that's going to be crazy. Fireworks. That would be insane because, of course, Josh Allen, he is he is a great quarterback, especially when it came to making decision-making, even at the last minute. I have a lot of questions about the defense. But still, yes. at the same time, Josh Allen took advantage of, of those situations. To win the offense, they played very much better than they did those last two games. You know, they played like this is – the team that, you know, is going to be reckoned with, especially in the cold weather. And, of mm-hmm. course, it started raining more when it got to four minutes and five minutes. And I just yeah. want to say for the Dolphins, and do not be rough on Tua at the end of the day because Miami Dolphins, they treat Tua almost like, you know, I would just make a comparison how they treat, like, a certain girlfriend or something that you had – for the first time in a long time, because we so used to having like a Dan Marino that was so perfect, but we yeah. finally have somebody right now that is great, a good guy, and especially has a great talent inside of him, not like the recent ones that we had before. So instead of just bashing him and everything else, we need to look at the goods. And I know he's going to have his bad days. There's going to be some yeah. toxic times, but still at the same time, he is is building and learning because we're going to get to the other quarterbacks of uh, sun, uh, Sunday's game, but just look at that whole draft class of the 2020 draft. All the quarterbacks are doing great within those first two rounds. I agree. And I'm for Tua, and I know the question was, will this be Tua's final years? Tua has exceeded expectation. He has a coach now that can coach. He has weapons that, um, that he can deliver to. He has a lot of weapons. So, if the the Dolphins are making the playoffs, they're going to be in the playoffs. They just have to shore up their defense 100%, um, maybe clean up some play calling on third down, but the Dolphins are going to be there. Um, I don't see them. I do not see this Dolphins team as a slouch. This Dolphins team is going to be competitive. But 
the defense is the question, and defense wins championships. You have to have a defense that can cover. They have to have a defense that can pressure the quarterback. So that wraps up Saturday's games. Let's get into Sunday's games, which there was more madness going on. So when we look at Sunday's games, now we're going to get into that Patriots game. We're going to get into the Dallas game. So let's go to the next Jeez. slide. So, yes, let's go to the next slide. So we talked about this earlier. The, the Bengals end up beating the Bucks. They went on a 31-0 to um, unanswered run in the second half. So there's a lot of questions with the Bucks. They could still make the playoffs. They still lead the division, which is crazy. But that was the game. Let's go to the next slide. Mm-hmm. This game, <laughs> um, the Chiefs, the Chiefs were kind of scary um, in this game because they could have lost this game. This was a scary game for the Chiefs against a um, Texas team that is not as bad as their record shows. They do battle a lot, even though they lose. They they lost a lot of close games this year. Um, they could have very much so beat the Cowboys last year, or not last year, last week. But the the um, Chiefs end up pulling it out. They end up winning the AFC West division they end up clinching a playoff burst. So we're going to see the Chiefs and, again in the playoffs. And just, you know, like when it comes to the Chiefs, this game just proved right here, their defense is very suspect at a yeah, lot absolutely. of different times because although Mahomes had a good game yesterday, they still were struggling against the Texans to even yes. pull that game out. And you can just, you can tell, you've seen what the Cincinnati Bengals did to their defense. And now you've seen what the Texans are doing. Something is not going right right now. Yes. And Mike's already jumped ahead. How about the Patriots and Raiders for the stupidest play in history of pro or little league football? Yes. We're going to get into that. I have a whole video. <laughs> we're going to dissect it. So let's go to the next slide. Let's see who else is on the docket today. Oh, the Eagles, the Red Hot Eagles. Now, this game, as you can see, the score was also scary for the Eagles, but they end up pulling it out. Um, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and they have the best record in all of football right now. They're yes. most likely, if they keep winning, they're probably going to win the NFC, um, the whole NFC when it comes to getting in that number one seed and having home field advantage. The Eagles are the team to beat right now. They have the best record in the NFL. Um, but this game was scary. I mean, the Chicago Bears are better, even though the Packers sweep sweep them every time. But we're not going to get into that. But the biggest test next week is the Cowboys and the Eagles play next week oh. in, in talks for that NFC East division. But I think the Eagles are going to get that one. Jeremiah, what is your I, thought? I think, I think the Eagles are going to get that one, too, only because they heard everything with Michael Parsons said oh, yeah, before sure. with those words. And not to mention, they almost lost this game, but this was just a tiny bump. They are motivated now to play the Cowboys this next week. And for I the agree. Cowboys, you got to come off after having that. It was a bad loss letting Jacksonville come back and then creep up on you like that. But, you know, the, the Eagles, they are going to be skyrocketing next week. I agree. Let's get to those uh, next slides. Or the, I believe there's the videos next. So, who? What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the Cowboys? Well, let's leave the Cowboys for later. Let's talk about the Patriots. Let's talk okay. about. Okay. Let's run this video clip, Remy. Let's let's. Mac Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. And uh, Stevenson. Is anyone going to? inside the thirty. Flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh oh, it's picked off. Uh oh, oh no! Unbelievable! Oh wow! Incredible! Chandler Jones takes it in. 
What, what in heavens was, was Stanford doing to that game? I mean, when we look at this, when we look at this game, I want to know what happened. All the Patriots had to do was go into overtime. <laughs> what are you doing this for? Why are you why are you doing a lateral pass when it's you're not down in the game? It's tied. Simply take the knee and go into overtime and live another game. Jeremiah, what is your thoughts on that game? I mean, to just sum it up, it's just straight stupidity and not just only on the players, but on Bill Belichick. How would how do you let that happen? Now, I understand if you're going to do just a Hail Mary to just go for it one last time. That is totally different. They are all the way back there. But you were telling your guys to keep Latterman back. And then one of your guys, I don't know, the Stanfield, like he he threw the ball all the way just up in the air. Like, what were you thinking of? And then Mac Jones, not even in tackling position, he is just getting rammed over. You know, it's just a straight disaster. And that just sums up the Patriots season. That right that does sum up the Patriots season right now. I just Coach Belichick, that's that's not good. That's not a good look, man. Just go into the overtime and just live another day. You know, I, I don't know why they tried that. If you ran the ball the way they did and just got out of bounds, okay. But the lateral pass was not needed unless it was you're down a touchdown and you have the ball and you're just trying to do get something done. But you're tied in the game. Simply take a knee or just run the, the clock out to go into overtime. Now, the final video. The final topic of today, and you guys know I'm so happy about this. Yes. The Cowboys, they lose to Jacksonville in overtime because Dak threw a pick six. Let's run that video. Third and four, blitz coming. Prescott throws backwards and intercepted. Jenkins has another one. Racing down the sidelines. Rayshon Jenkins is going to win it. The Cowboys, they just do Cowboy things, don't they? I mean, they just constantly, and I see Mike's laughing, the Cowboys constantly do Cowboy things. I mean, I hear all season, oh, the Cowboys look good. The Cowboys are going to be that team. Watch out for the Cowboys. A historically great defense. What happened? 40 points? 40 points? Cowboys, what's going on? Jeremiah, what happened? Yes, I think when it came to the Cowboys, this is – this is just their kryptonite being up. They can never keep a certain lead whenever it's on the line. You saw when it came to the Houston game last week, they struggled to even just get out of that game. If it wasn't for Houston being, you know, careless and not, you know, just going for the points at the end, they, they would have probably lost that game last week and then lost today's game. But Jacksonville, I've got to give them credit too because Trevor Lawrence, he, Trevor he Lawrence. in that game. He 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 Trevor showed Lawrence his resilience. Coming, he's coming on, and he did incredible. But for yep. Dak to be having them those those interceptions, he leads the league in interceptions with ten. These last, uh, I would say, last seven games, he had ten interceptions. How do you let that happen? On yeah. just how do you let that happen? The Cowboys are about to be a first round exit. I'm calling it now. Remember that here. Remember Remy. If we have to run it back, remember this. The Cowboys are going to be a first round exit. I'm calling it now. The Cowboys, I'm, I mean, every year they always say, well, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Okay. First round exit. First coming. round exit with an interception from that. Call be me. prepared, Cowboy fans. Just be prepared. Just be prepared. It's okay. So that wraps up First Impression Sports Talk. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you, Remy. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone, 
for constantly being involved, constantly giving your support. And let's watch my Green Bay Packers and the Rams tonight. So hopefully we get a W. We still have a miraculous chance of making the playoffs. I don't think we're going to make it. But I just feel like this, this is just good. I'm glad that we're home. We're playing a Rams team. Let's just get the W and just, you know, win out the rest of the season. But that wraps up Jasmine's First Impression Sports Talk. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.